peace and blessings to everyone and happy Sunday uh, just as we continue to conclude this section on the book of Ruth I hope this has been a blessing to you as we have been jumping in through this book trying to take a different look at how God has given us his word and kind of reflect our own lives within this section uh, as mentioned here uh, in the little intro about this video uh, drop your comments below let me know how uh, this series has kind of affected your spiritual life how have you been able to grow how have you uh, seen yourselves within light of the story of the book of Ruth so we've been going through looking at different contemporary scholars and what they have to say on the book of Ruth we started with uh, Eugene Peterson and what he said then the next week we took a look at what I'm trying to think who else we last week we looked at Jerem, Dr. David Jeremiah and the week before that actually I can't remember who we talked about uh, but we've been looking at different scholars and today I'm going to jump back to a great scholar the Prince of Preachers himself Charles Spurgeon and how he looked at the book of Ruth in fact he wrote a little poem here in my introduction to the book of Ruth in the C.H. Spurgeon study Bible where he says where spiritual life is weak it should be nurtured with affection and care we desire to cherish not to censor if the lambs are to grow they must be shepherded if Ruth is to be happy in the land of Israel a Boaz must look after her and be her true friend so last week I kind of picked up in discussion of not waiting for your Boaz and the fact that so often within Christian literature and in preaching through this book the whole focus is on Boaz 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 and in fact last week the chapters 3 and 4 kind of all get mashed as the only primary focus so that's why we've kind of been taking a step-by-step -step looking at chapter 1 where we saw Ruth this outsider chapter 2 where we see Ruth take the initiative in seeking and then we see Naomi kind of come alongside Ruth and say hey uh, so this Boaz guy he's someone who can provide for us he's someone who has taken some favor with you so you need to go and make something happen and go pursue him and so we talked about Ruth's action and now we're going to get into the reward today as we conclude the series in discussion of how Ruth and Boaz come together and how God's overarching provision is seen in this book of the Bible so I'm going to go ahead read chapter 4 and we're going to talk about a few observations on this book and how we should how what we can take from it as we conclude and wrap up the story of Ruth and her character, Naomi's character, Boaz's character, 
And while I read through this, I just encourage you to think, how do I sit in the character of one of these people who are seen within this story? So, if you didn't catch last week or you forgot, we are in the process of Boaz making the initiative to become the kinsman redeemer for Ruth. Now Ruth went to him, she laid out a speech, she showed herself a submissive servant in waiting for him to take the role as the kinsman redeemer. Well Boaz tells her, well there's someone else who is closer to your line and he has the first right so I will figure out who is going to take care of you and that's where we come today in chapter 4 Boaz went straight to the public square and took his place there before long the closer relative the one mentioned earlier by Boaz strolled by step aside old friend said Boaz take a seat the man sat down Boaz then gathered ten of the town elders together and said sit down here with us we've got some business to take care of and they sat down Boaz said to his relative the piece of property that belonged to our relative Elimelech is being sold by his widow Naomi who has returned from the country of Moab I thought you ought to know about it buy it back if you want it you can make it official in the presence of those sitting here before the town elders you have first redeemer rights if you don't want it tell me so I'll know where I stand you're first in line to do this and I'm next after you he said I'll buy it then Boaz added you realize don't you that when you buy the field from Naomi you also get Ruth the Moabite the widow of our dead relative along with the Redeemer put responsibility to have the children with her and carry on the family inheritance then relative said oh I can't do that I jeopardize my own family's inheritance you go ahead and buy it you can have my rights I can't do this in the olden times in Israel this is how they handled official business regarding matters of property and inheritance a man would take off his shoe and give it to the other person this was the same as an official seal or a personal signature in Israel so when Boaz's redeemer relative said go ahead and buy it he signed the deal by pulling off his shoe Boaz then dressed the elders and all the people in the town square that day you are witnesses today that I have bought from you Naomi or bought Naomi from everything that belonged to Elimelech and Kilion and Malon including responsibility for Ruth the foreigner the widow of Malon I'll take her as my wife and keep the name of the deceased alive along with his inheritance the memory and reputation of the deceased is not going to disappear out of this family or from his hometown to all this you are witnesses this very day all the people in the town square that day backing up their elders said yes we are we are witnesses may God make this woman who is coming into your household like Rachel Le and Leah 
the two women who built the family of Israel. May God make you a pillar in Ephrathah and famous in Bethlehem with the children God gives you. From this young woman may your family rival the family of Perez, the son of Tamar, or to Judah. Boaz married Ruth. She became his wife. Boaz slept with her. By God's gracious gift, she conceived and had a son. The town women said to Naomi, Blessed be God. He didn't leave you without family to carry on your life. May this baby grow up and be famous in Israel. He'll make you young again. He'll take care of you in your old age. And this daughter-in-law, who has brought him into the world and loves you so much, why she's worth more to you than seven sons. Naomi took the baby and held him in her arms, cuddling him, cooing over him, and waiting on him hand and foot. The neighborhood woman started calling him Naomi's baby boy, but his real name was Obed. Obed was the father of Jesse, and Jesse the father of David. This is the family tree of Perez. Perez had Hezron. Hezron had Ram. Ram had Aminadab. Aminadab had Nashon. Nashon had Salmon. Salmon had Boaz. Boaz had Obed. Obed had Jesse. And Jesse had David. Now this is God's word given freely to each and every one of us. Glory be to our God and King. So, brothers and sisters, as we uh, pick up here now, coming into chapter 4, we see that there's a direct correlation in following the line of how Boaz left from the threshing fields and went to seek out this relative. Now, this man's not named in Scripture. In fact, it is thought by most scholars to be purposefully done so that he would find no no honor for his actions as he said no I will not do my job as the Redeemer and we see that God's hand is with Boaz as he fulfills the honor that he takes as being the one to provide for Ruth for Naomi and we see the main focus that you know seems to sum up the entire book of Ruth and most Christian teachings here as this man who goes forth to show the love of God to Ruth and to be the character that we many men strive after so what are some thoughts here well to sum up this book and I'll use a summary written by our friends at the Daily Grace Co the book of Ruth reveals much about God and who he is though he is barely mentioned in the story it shows God sovereignly working out suffering and sorrow for the good of those who love him it illustrates how God works intrinsically in the lives of Naomi Ruth and Boaz this story also fits 
into the overarching story of Scripture. Just as Boaz is the kinsman redeemer, we look forward to the kinsman redeemer Jesus, who will redeem his people from the grip of sin. The story of Ruth is not just a tragedy or a love story. It is the story of how God continually redeems his people and how he is still redeeming us today. So, that's really where a, this whole story is going. It's, we have this woman, this outsider, who is brought into Israel, and yet, instead of being rejected, she's welcomed in, even as a foreigner, someone who comes from a different land, who has all the means of being racially profiled, of being... Uh, forced out because she does not follow the what she or what a good follower of God, a good Old Testament Christian would have been like. But she, in fact, she reflects the character of God so much more. And so she is made actually well known within the community of Bethlehem as people see her and they reflect on, wow, this is a person who we really want to, who we really think is should be emulated, and they get, sing praises to her. And so, even though she's not mentioned here in the last chapter, this whole story so far has been God working through the life and providing for her. And then he, we in chapter two, were introduced to Boaz as Ruth goes forth seeking to. Not just lay back and say, okay, God, I'm here. How am I going to survive? What are you going to hand me? No, she goes out and she says, okay, I know you're going to provide for me, and I'm going to do my part. And she goes forth to provide for her family. And that is where God meets her. He, he lays her in Boaz's field. He see, Boaz sees the character. And then when Ruth comes to him again and says, you're, my, you're the kinsman redeemer. You're the one who's supposed to be taking care of me. And he's like, well, I'm going to make it happen. And that's what we get here in chapter 4 where Boaz takes his part at all the risk of his reward. Knowing that, hey, uh, the child I, bear, I bore or I will bear with her, this Obed... Who, which we find out his name will be, he gets all the inheritance and his name, and he's the son of Malcon, who is, and he's going to carry on that name. Everything I do for him does not even reflect who I am because that was the custom of the land. And Boaz selflessly gives of himself to provide for this kid to make sure that the person who he loves, the person who God has put in his path, is taken care of, that their land is restored, that they are not left destitute, but that he is able to provide. So as we wrap up, I want to know, where do you see yourself? Are you like the men of the first chapter, where we see... Uh, Naomi's husband, whose name Elimelech means 
means faithful to God, and yet he was anything but. Are you like Nahon or Kalion, whose names mean weak and sickly, where our faith is so shattered by our surroundings that we just keel over in our walk with Christ? Are we like Naomi, who when our life gets tough, and the rubber meets the road, and we're trying to walk out our faith lives, let our situations break us down to the point of when we're in the presence of those around us, when we come back to our friends, we're like, don't even call me someone who is hopeful and blessed, but yet call me bitter and destroyed because God has lifted his hand against me. Or are we like Ruth, who, in the midst of everything, who had no requirement to go into a land not her own, to be with a people who were not given as her people, but to follow after the one true God, the God of Israel, our covenant king, and serve him, and sought after to provide for the people whom she loved. Are we like Boaz, who are in a good, strong position, and we see people struggling, and we say, hey, I'm going to be the image of God to them, and I'm going to come alongside them, and I'm going to provide, and I'm going to give selflessly from myself to share the heart of our God and King to these people so that this person will know they are special. They have God's love, and they will have the love of other people around them. So as I leave you with these thoughts, I ask that you go forth in the honor of God, that you live like Jesus lived, you be Jesus to whoever you encounter, that you always preach the gospel, and when necessary, you use words. So may Yahweh bless you and keep you. May he make his face shine upon you and give you his perfect peace. Shalom.